begin to worship him. Give him glory, give him honor, give him adoration. Remember, praise is a garment. And you are the one who can put it on. On your own, go ahead. Put on the garment of praise. And begin to praise the almighty God. Give him glory, give him honor. Give him adoration. Bless the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Bless the Ancient of Days. Give him glory. Give him honor. Give him adoration. Bless his holy name. He's worthy to be praised. He's worthy to be adored. Let him hear your voice. Praise him today. Thank you, Father. Glory be to God. Thank you, my Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Well, lift your voice to him and say, Father, this very moment, give me a new testimony. Open your mouth and cry unto him. This very, very moment, Lord, give me a new testimony. Brand new one. A great one, a mighty one, an unforgettable one, Lord. Give me a brand new testimony. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. What a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah.
want to say thank you. The all-sufficient God will worship you. Alpha, Omega, the beginning, the ending, the one who is, the one who was, the one who is to come, the Almighty. Glory be to your holy name. Our Savior, our healer, our deliverer, our provider, our promoter, our all in all, our hope, our strength, our joy. Glory be to your holy name. Please accept our worship in Jesus' name. Thank you for yesterday. Thank you for today. Thank you in advance for tomorrow. Please accept our worship in Jesus' name. In all our lives, Lord God Almighty, this very moment, do something new. All over the world where your children are watching, please do something new. At the end of everything, Lord, let your name be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Let someone shout hallelujah. Shake hands with two or three people and tell them God will do something new in your life today. And then you may please be seated. Uh, I, I will want you to please put your hands together for the wonderful children that God had used this evening. They've done excellently well. Um, including the drama. Particularly the one who played the geo. His bow tie is extra large. And like he said, he must have sinned excellently. Very nice presentation. God bless you all. Now I'm sure somebody will be wondering why we should give a whole day to the youth and young adults. We do so because the future belongs to them. We've discovered that those who are less than 50 years old in the Redeemed Christian Church of God account for more than 75% of the entire congregation. So if we were to vote on anything, they would defeat the elders so thoroughly that uh, INEC will not declare the contest inconclusive. 
So let's give the Lord a big round of applause for our youth. Glory be to God. As at 7 p.m. this evening, the number of babies that have been born on the campground during this Congress stands at 10. Six boys and four girls. So let the boy shout, Praise the Lord. And let the girls shout, Hallelujah. <laughs> the young ones have done a lot of job. We, I usually look forward to the period of the administrations, March, June, October, and now December. Because when you come to listen to these young boys and young girls, it's as if they are taking you through Bible college. They load you with Bible passages, they give you pan, points upon points, they look at the topic from angles you cannot even imagine. I give God the glory for these young ones. Because like I keep telling you, with these ones around, I know my future is all right. Glory be to God. And so, I'm not going to take much of your time tonight. As I want to talk to you briefly about the power of testimonies. Our text is Mark chapter 10, from verse 46 to 52, like I said yesterday. But I won't read it all because I will stop as soon as I get to where we'll be talking. Uh, briefly tonight and they came to Jericho and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people blind Bartimaeus the son of Timaeus sat by the highway side begging and when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And when he heard. He heard. The Bible says, faith comes. By hearing. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing. Incidentally, fear also comes by hearing. In Joshua chapter 2, from verse 1 to 11. Joshua 2, from verse 1 to 11. Rahab said to the two spies, 
We have heard about your God. And our hearts have melted. Faith can come by hearing. Fear can come by hearing. Therefore, be careful what you hear. Be careful who you listen to. In Revelation chapter 2 verse 7, Revelation chapter 2 verse 7, the Bible says, Oh, thank you, Father. Daddy says there's someone here tonight. He said, because of you, the wind will blow. In Revelation chapter 2 verse 7, the Bible says, Let him that has ears to hear, hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. So you can listen to the Spirit of God and get faith. Or if you like, you can listen to the devil who is a liar. According to John chapter 8 verse 44 John 8 44 The devil is a liar If you listen to the devil You will hear his lies And fear will come How did Bartimaeus know What Jesus could do He heard He heard testimonies He heard what Jesus had done in other places. For example, in Mark chapter 1. Oh, thank you, my Father, my God. I believe this one is for me. Because the Lord says, before the end of this week, somebody will hear good news. In Mark chapter 1, from verse 23 to 28, the Bible records that after Jesus has cast out a demon in the temple, his fame spread abroad throughout all the region around about Galilee. When he stepped into that temple, saw a man with unclean spirit, got rid of the unclean spirit, his fame spread. Testimonies went abroad. That was in Mark chapter 1. In Mark chapter 5, from verse 35 to 43, Mark 5, 35 to 43, after he raised Jairus' daughter from the dead, the Bible records for us the same story in Matthew chapter 9, from verse 23 to 26, Matthew 9, 23 to 26, that when he raised Jairus' daughter from the dead, his fame spread throughout all the land. That was Mark 1 and then Mark 5. 
We are now in Mark chapter 10 before we came to Bartimaeus. He had heard that Jesus could cast out demons. He had heard that Jesus could raise the dead. So when he heard again now that Jesus was passing by, suddenly he knew that his day has come. I have good news for somebody here today. Even because of the few testimonies you have had in the past, today will be your day. Now, how powerful is testimony? Testimony is so powerful that according to the word of God, you need only two things to overcome the devil. How many things? Only two. According to Revelation chapter 2 from verse 10 to 11. Revelation 12 rather. Revelation chapter 12 from verse 10 to 11. The Bible said they overcame the devil by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimonies. Only two things required to overcome the devil. The blood of the lamb and testimony. So I'm going to talk to you very briefly and I I will be as quick as possible because I know God wants to do something he hasn't done before tonight. I want to talk to you first about the nature of testimony. It's going to encourage some of us because there are many of us here who are still struggling with forces of darkness because we did not share our testimonies. When we are talking about testimony, number one, you can hear it. In Joshua chapter 9, from verse 7 to 13, Joshua 9, 7 to 13, the Hevites said to Joshua, we have heard the fame of your God. We have heard all that he did in Egypt, etc., etc. They said, that's why we have come. You can hear testimonies. And I thank the Almighty God that in this Commission, we hear testimonies all the time. As a matter of fact, we hear so many of them that unfortunately, some of us have become uh, a bit casual about these testimonies. Someone was sharing a testimony tonight about how she had been healed of cancer. We took it light. He took the girl who was uh, MC in the occasion to say, wait a minute, suppose it has been your sister that was cured of cancer by the power of the Almighty God. Will you not praise God? For all of you who praise God 
for hearing that testimony, cancer will never visit your home. For those of you who didn't praise God, let me give you an opportunity to shout hallelujah. You can hear testimony and testimony will increase your faith. Faith comes by hearing. The second thing you can do about testimony is that you can share it. You can tell others about what you have heard. In 2 Kings chapter 5 from verse 1 to 3, 2 Kings 5 from verse 1 to 3, it is the housemaid of Naaman that shared the testimony of what God was doing in her land that brought a miracle to Naaman. You can share the testimony. The third thing you can do about testimony is that you can repeat it. You heard it. You share it with someone. And that someone can pick it up and repeat it. For example, in 2 Kings chapter 5, from verse, in verse 4, 2 Kings 5 verse 4, when that girl shared the testimony of what God was doing in her land, Somebody heard it and repeated it to Naaman. The fourth thing you can have, you can encounter concerning testimony is that you can have it. You can be the one who has a testimony. In Mark chapter 1, from verse 40 to 45, Mark 1, 40 to 45, Jesus Cured a leper and told the leper, Don't tell anyone. But the leper said, I have a testimony. How can I keep quiet? Those of you who have never had a testimony before, I pray in the name that's above every other name, you have one tonight. Another thing that could happen talking about testimonies is that it can be lost. Someone could have a testimony and for one reason or the other, he or she could lose it. Second Kings chapter 4 from verse 8 to 20. Second Kings 4 from verse 8 to 20. It talks about the great Shunammite woman who invited the man of God to her house for food and then later on built a house for him to, to stay and then the man of God decreed that she would have a son and she got a son. And then one day after the son had grown, the son died. She had a testimony and she lost it. I pray in the name that's above every other name that every testimony you have had, you will never lose them. Oh, I could give you illustrations, but like I said, I want to hurry. The sick thing about testimony is that 
it can be recovered. After losing it, it can be recovered. In the same Second Kings chapter four, from verse eighteen to twenty thirty-seven, Second Kings four eighteen to thirty-seven, the Shunammite woman recovered her testimony. In the name of the one who sent me, every testimony you have lost shall be recovered before tomorrow morning. It is better never to have a testimony than to have it and lose it. I will remind you very briefly about a case. A personal case of mine. When I became born again, very young Christian, I attended a fellowship at the University of Lagos. We were singing and having a wonderful time worshiping God. All of a sudden, there was silence, as if by signal from heaven. Everybody suddenly became silent. And then one man began to prophesy. Thus saith the Lord. And he went on and on. And I nudged the man who took me there. I said, when did God say that? And the man said, keep quiet. God is speaking. I said, I'm not hearing anything. He said, keep quiet. After the program... I made up my mind, God, I must be hearing you. Is anybody here today who would love to be hearing from God? Receive the gift in Jesus' name. (laughs) Few days later, I started hearing from God. And I'm telling you, it's a very beautiful thing. To be able to hear from God yourself. Then nobody can deceive you. If anybody then comes and says, God said. I'm sure you have heard again and again. When somebody will get up and they will prophesy. And they will ask me, what do you say? I said, <laughs> my daddy didn't tell me that. So I began to enjoy it. I began to hear from God. When coming to church on Sunday morning, God would have told me who is going to preach, what he's going to preach on, what is the text that he will use. I mean, it was beautiful. He would tell me where there will be traffic jam in Lagos, so he would tell me which way to go, which way not to go. And then one day, because at that time, I was the most educated in the church, and very quickly, I became the interpreter for the general superintendent, the founder of the church. And as soon as other pastors saw that I was interpreting for him, they left me alone to be interpreting for him. Then one day, one pastor, for one reason or the other, chose me to interpret for him. I was upset. Who does he think he is? Me, the interpreter for the general superintendent, to come up. If he had known how I was feeling inside, he would have chosen another fellow. 
But I interpreted for him because I had to obey. As soon as we finished the service, I had a voice from heaven, loud and clear. So you are now too big to interpret for my servant. That was the last thing I heard. All of a sudden, from that moment onward, heaven became silent. I didn't hear from heaven anymore. Somehow the devil must have discovered that I wasn't hearing anymore. Oh, I got into every traffic jam in Lagos. All manners of problems came. I cried. I prayed. I wept. Until finally I said to God, begin to speak to me again. And then, if by tomorrow I'm going to offend you, take me away today. And then God began to speak to me again. And he has been speaking to me since then. Every gift that you have lost shall be restored to you today in Jesus' name. The most beautiful aspect of testimony is to be the producer of it. That you will be the one producing testimonies in the lives of others. For example, in Second uh, Kings chapter five, that we are talking about in the story of Naaman. Second Kings chapter 5, you can read it from verse 9 to 14. You find that when finally Naaman came to the house of Elisha, Elisha just sent a word. The next time we saw Naaman, Naaman was already completely clean. I pray today for every one of you here. Number one, you have a fresh testimony. Number two, those ones you already have, you will never lose them. Number three, if you have lost any, you will recover them. And number four, from tonight onward, you begin to produce testimonies. I will give you one or two examples very quickly here to let you know what is coming your way tonight. You will remember, those of you at least who were following what's happening either in the newspapers and etc., etc., you remember a young girl, just one of the workers. In Akure, who was going out witnessing, and so somebody was lame, prayed a simple prayer. The lame man began to walk. Saw someone who was a leper, prayed a simple prayer. The leprosy was cleansed. Saw this one, saw that one. Miracles upon miracles. So much so that he took policemen to rescue her from people who are coming around to say, 
Touch me also. In the name that's above every other name, before the end of this year, you too will be producing testimonies. One of my sons shared a very funny testimony not too long ago. I went to America. He invited me to his house, and I visited. And after I left, his friends heard that I'd come to visit him. So anytime the friends had any problem, they came to his house and sat on the chair where I sat. And they all got their miracles. So he said, when I saw that everybody was coming to my house to come and sit on the chair, I took the chair away. I don't want them to turn my house to a mecca. I smiled. In the name that's above every other name, even the chair you sit upon will be producing miracles for others. But do you know the beautiful news is that this very night you will begin to produce testimonies. <laughs> I will explain. We'll get there in the next five minutes by the grace of God. You see, testimonies are in categories. Category one is the testimony that comes after a miracle. Anybody can share a testimony after a miracle. In John chapter 9, if you read the story all the way from verse 1 to 25, John 9, 20, from verse 1 to 25, when Jesus healed the man who was born blind, and some people were arguing whether Jesus was the one who did it or not, etc., etc. Finally, they asked the man, Give glory to God. This man you say he'll do is a sinner. And the man said, Whether he's a sinner or not, I know not. One thing I know is, whereas I was blind, now I see. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, before tomorrow morning, you will be able to say, Whereas I was sick, now I am well. Whereas I had a problem, now my problems are over. But that is the lowest category of testimonies. Testimonies after a miracle. The higher category, the first of them, is the is when you can testify before the miracle. For example, in Second Kings chapter four, from verse eighteen to twenty-three, Second Kings four, verse eighteen to twenty-three, when the son of the Shunammite woman died. And she took the child, laid the child on the bed of the man of God, went to the husband, 
and said, please, I, I need transportation. I must get to the man of God. And the, man, the husband said, ah, why are you going to the man of God? It's not the end of the month to say you are going to pay your tithes. It's not a particular celebration that you want to go and give a present to the man of God. Where are you going? She said, all will be well. Is there anybody here who believes beyond all doubts that before tomorrow morning you are going to have a fresh testimony? If you are the one, let me hear you say, My tomorrow will be all right. Say it loud and clear. That is a testimony before it happens. I've shared with you before that. The first few years of my marriage to my wife, things were rough. I mean, financially speaking. I told you that there are occasions when we'll be struggling over raincoat. You know what is called raincoat. <laughs> I'm, I'm, big, I'm big careful because they are listening all over the world. So, some people don't know that we eat. We eat mama. When we are struggling over Mama, this one is too thick. You can't have it alone. Let's cut it into two. I will always look at my wife and say, Darlene, things will not continue like this. Because I know tomorrow will be all right. Is there anybody, is there anybody, is there anybody here at all that you know without any doubt that your tomorrow is going to be all right? If you believe that, let me hear you shout hallelujah. But there is a higher category of testimony. Even higher than that. And you will find this in 2 Kings chapter 4 from Verse 25 to 26. 2 Kings 4, 25 to 26. When the, this Shunammite woman now got to the man of God, and the man of God asked, How are you? How is your husband? How is the child? She said, All is well. Not all will be well, but all is well. I don't know how many people with the boldness of Christ can turn to one or two people and tell him or her, my turnaround has already started. She was no longer saying, all will be well. She said, all 
is The Bible says in Joel chapter 3 verse 10, Joel chapter 3 verse 10, let the weak say, I am strong. And you know the beauty of that is this. According to Numbers chapter 14 from verse 26 to 28, Numbers 14, 26 to 28, the almighty God said, as you have spoken in my ears, so will I do unto you. Is it well with you already? I can't hear your answer. As your turn around already started. Whether the devil likes it or not, are you convinced that your tomorrow is all right? In spite of everything the enemy may be saying, are you sure you will reach the top? Are you sure you will see the new year? Are you sure you will never go back again? Now, there is a higher level of testimony still. It is a testimony that is based on Matthew chapter 18 verse 19. Matthew 18 verse 19. It says, if two of you shall agree as touching anything you ask on earth, it shall be done for you by our, your Father in heaven. Meaning what? Two of you can produce a testimony. All you need to do is agree. And I will tell you two stories quickly, and then we will begin to produce testimonies here tonight. Some of you have heard the testimonies before, if you are old, because they happened years ago. One of my daughters came to me and said, Daddy, I'm pregnant. I said, ah, congratulations, because, you know, she was married. He said, that's not why I've come. Ah, okay, why have you come? He said, the pregnancy is three months now, and I want the baby to be a girl. I said, girl? She said, yes. Why do you want a girl to start with? I said, 
so that she can grow up very quickly and begin to wear my dress. Ah. So I said to her, I said, I, I'm, not, I'm not a medical doctor, but I read in one journal years before that everything a child is going to be is settled within 72 hours of conception. 72 hours, three days. Whether it's going to be tall or short or uh, light skin or whatever. 72 hours. Now you have been pregnant for three months and you are not talking about the sex. What if it's already a boy? He said, that's why I came. What do you want me to do? To say to God, if it's a boy, change it to a girl or what? He said, Daddy, I'm not asking you to perform a miracle. All I'm asking you to do is agree with me. Oh, I said, <laughs> that's simple. Let us pray. Father, I agree with her. Let it be again. Six months later, she delivered, and it was a girl. Ah, of course, I know there will be those of us who will say, maybe it is a girl all along. You may be right. Which leads me to the second story. I shared the testimony of this lady, a medical doctor at Luth, medical doctor, lady, medical doctor, came to me and said, sir, I had the testimony of that lady who wanted a girl and got a girl. I've had four children, they are all girls. The family of my husband had said, if I ever give them another girl, I will be in trouble. Now I'm eight months pregnant. We have checked. It is another girl. I, <laughs> I want you to agree with me that it will be a boy. I says, Ma, you are a medical doctor. He said, I am not here to discuss medicine. How many of you believe that your God is bigger than medicine? I decree right now, every medical report, contrary to your well-being, is cancelled now. She said, I'm not here to discuss medicine. I'm here that you agree with me, like you agree with your daughter, that my next baby will be a boy. We agreed. One month later, she delivered, and it was a boy. Now, I'm fully aware, I am fully aware that there are some of you so intelligent that you won't believe any of these stories. No problem. God knew in advance 
that some of you will not believe. That's why he said in his word, your unbelief is not going to make him a liar. He said, let it be written. Let God be true and let all men be liars. How many of you believe that there is a God in heaven that can reverse the irreversible? How many of you believe that there is a God in heaven who can make dry bones live again? How many of you believe that there is a God in heaven that has so much power that he can give you a turnaround? Let me hear you shout hallelujah. In the next few minutes, you and I will do something. We are going to join hands. We are going to be in agreement, one for the other, that the fellow I'm holding, Lord, must have a turnaround today. We are going to pray that prayer, and let me assure you, this is one of those nights that you will never forget for the rest of your life. Because as you are in agreement with the brother or sister on your right and on your left, remember the law of harvest. Whatever you sow, that's what you will reap. As you are agreeing with them on the right, agreeing with them on the left, and they are agreeing with you, you get at the end of the day, triple openings for your turnaround. If you still believe with me that this is your night, that at long last your turnaround has come, let me hear you shout another hallelujah. I want you to know that I am so sure that I know 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 that as we join hands in agreement tonight the heavens will honor that agreement I am so sure that when the time comes I am going to drop the microphone here I'm running back there to join my hands to the others because I'm not missing out on this one. If you, if you really feel it in your bones that this is it, this is the night, let me hear you shout another hallelujah. But be seated for the time being. Because there's just one little thing we have to clear. The word of God says in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, you can read it from verse 14 to 16. 2 Corinthians 6, 14 to 16. He said it clearly. There can be no agreement between a believer and a non-believer. That's the summary of it. If you are in this congregation tonight, if it has pleased the most high God to bring you here. 
including those of you in the various viewing centers. And you are still not a child of God. When we join hands together in agreement, when the heavens begin to do the mighty turnarounds, the word of God made it clear the rain can beat a tree on one side and leave the other side dry. In order that you will not be left out of what God wants to do tonight, I'm going to count from one to ten. If you are in this congregation and you have not yet given your life to Jesus Christ and you want him to save your soul so that you will cease to be an infidel, two cannot work together except they be agreed. Unless you are a child of God, the agreement is not going to work for you. Okay, thank you. Talk to the Almighty God. Please save my soul. Let your blood wash away my sins. Become my Savior. Become my Lord. And I will serve you from now on. Receive me to the family of God tonight. Just please save my soul. The rest of us, let's stretch our hands towards these people and pray for them and as the Almighty God, the one who saved your own soul to save their souls also, pray that the power that is in the blood of Jesus Christ will wash them clean. Intercede for them for just one minute. And those of you who are still on the way, hurry up and pray as you come. Pray that the Almighty God will save your soul, that He will wash you clean. In his blood That he will receive you Into the family of God That will become a child of God From today onward Talk to him now Thank you Father And if you are coming You have to hurry up now And Move quickly Because I want to pray now For salvation in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Savior, I want to say thank you for your word. I want to say thank you for these people that have come forward to surrender their lives to you. Please accept our thanks in Jesus' name. They have come to you, Lord. Please receive them in Jesus' name. Let your blood wash them clean in Jesus' name. Write their names in the book of life. Receive them into the family of God. And Lord, from now on, anytime they cry unto you for anything, answer them by fire. And let them serve you to the end. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Now those of you in front, let me hear you shout hallelujah. Congratulations, I'm rejoicing with you for the salvation of your soul. Uh, I want to assure you from now on I'll be praying for you So I need your names Your address And your prayer requests I can begin to pray for you
And what we're going to do, like I said earlier, is that we're going to join hands. But before we do so, I want you to think of something seriously difficult that it will take the almightiness of God to do. Like changing the sex of a baby that's already eight months old from girl to boy. Because whatever we agree together upon tonight is going to be done before the sun rises. It would be good if you can have someone on your left and someone on your right. And the prayer we are going to pray is very simple. We are going to say, Father, I agree with this, your child that I'm holding, that that miracle he or she had asked for be given to him or her. That's all. So you stand on your feet now, join hands together, and begin to pray that prayer. Go ahead. I will come and stop you in a moment. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. In the name that's above every other name, I'm in total agreement with each and every one of you. That miracle you have believed God for, receive it now. That turn around that you have asked God for, receive it right now. That testimony that will shake the world, receive it right now. And so shall it be. In Jesus' mighty name, we have agreed. Amen. Together, let me hear you shout a very big hallelujah. Well, the musician can play so we can dance and rejoice. If, uh, in case you want to celebrate your victory of tonight, otherwise, go in peace. We'll see you with your testimonies by tomorrow. And pastors, you are allowed to go from here to your homes. God bless you.
running around for my good. I can see everything. Oh, hallelujah. My situation is turning, 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 turning. I can see everything turning, turning, turning around. Yeah, yeah. I said my situation is from sorrow to joy. Hallelujah. I said my situation is from barrenness to fruitfulness. Hallelujah. Turn around, turn around, turn around, turn around, turn around, turn around. I don't know about you. 